Maestro Manfred Honeck, Maria Duenas, welcome to Pittsburgh. We're at Heinz Hall. Your debut, Maria, and Paganini's first violin concerto, a tradition, the holiday concert, which uh, brings together the beautiful mood of the Vienna New Year's Day concert. We must talk about that in a moment, but I want to ask you, were you surprised to learn today that you've been nominated for a Grammy Award with your Beethoven Ninth Symphony and the engineer has been nominated as well because of the clarity and beauty of the sound. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I must say we are all thrilled and so happy to hear this um, message today in the week of Thanksgiving. I must say you must congratulate all those who are worked on this city, the orchestra members, the soloists, and the choir. Um, it's wonderful that in, in time of this were the message of freedom, the message of brotherhood and love, uh, which is the content of, of the Beethoven Ninth Symphony, that it gets um, um, so much um, attention now with our city. I'm very happy and so um, thrilled and, and proud also that we have another nomination here in Pittsburgh with this world-class orchestra. It's a winner, I am absolutely certain. Have you heard it yet, Maria? Beethoven no, 9 with Maestro. <laughs> it's absolutely great. It's the best of all the many recordings of the Beethoven Ninth. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. This weekend is extra special. Now, there's always someone who hasn't been to the party yet. What is the thinking behind putting together the program for this concert? We have Maria at the center with the Paganini First Concerto, but it's in the spirit of what happens in Vienna on New Year's Day at the Music Verein, the Golden Hall. We see it in America on public television, on WQED here in Pittsburgh, Channel 13, but it's seen by millions of people around the world. You've played in the concert as a violist and a member of the Vienna Philharmonic, and you bring that beautiful spirit of January 1 to Heinz Hall. Well, it goes actually back to 2008 when I started um, as music director of the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. Um, I wanted to do a concert with music, uh, with light music, with music of my hometown, in the, in the Johann Strauss music. And as we don't play um, um, New Year's concert at the moment, um, I thought Thanksgiving is the best family comes together and we enjoy music and we are always inviting uh, interesting guests, the stars of tomorrow. And that's the reason why Maria is here. Uh, Maria is, is one of the best and exciting young violinists in the world we have. And I'm so thrilled um, to have Maria with here with Paganini. Um, and I must also see, of course, uh, bringing the program together it's always a challenge, uh, but in that case, we knew exactly it is family-orientated. Uh, people should enjoy uh, the time um, with love and, 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 and celebratory elements. So you will hear some Johann Strauss, but uh, Paganini will be the center and was a wish by Maria uh, to play that, she could play also another concerto, but to play Paganini with an uh, with, uh, 18-year-old fantastic um, uh, violinist who has, I think in this year, you had won three um, first prizes, three awards, uh, Menuhin, 
the Tractor Club um, competition and Carnegie Hall, yes. I think, yeah. and within short time, and then uh, that we have Maria here with this great um, and absolutely virtuosic um, uh, concerto that makes me so happy. And that's Thanksgiving. That's something what we want to celebrate together with you. Maria, when did you first meet Maestro Honig? Oh, so I think it was uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I was so lucky that he could hear me in Vienna. I played for him. Um, and of course, I could never expect that such a great maestro could ever invite me. But yeah, it was, I was so happy when I got the first invitation from him. And it is each time a pleasure being on stage with him because yeah, everything feels very easy. It's like we know each other much, much longer. So yeah, and of course being in Pittsburgh uh, with him making my debut and playing the Paganini concerto, which is a concerto I've played the longest probably. Yeah, it's such a pleasure and I'm really, really looking forward. So you've already given concerts together. You've worked together. Yeah, we yeah. worked together first for a live stream, right, in Hamburg. And well, right now we were playing in Oslo and Copenhagen together. Yeah, so it's always a pleasure. Paganini's first concerto. We haven't had it in quite a while at Heinz Hall. Why isn't it done more often? Because it's so fiendishly difficult for the soloist. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's a very challenging concerto. I think um, it's very often misunderstood, I would say, because I think people just see the virtuosic part, like the fast passages. And I think there is so much more behind it because Paganini, of course, as an Italian composer, is um, in the atmosphere of the opera, of Bel Canto, and I think um, you can see that in Paganini's works, these beautiful melodies. Um, yeah, and I think the challenge of this concerto is really to be able to combine the virtuosic part with the beautiful uh, melodies, yeah. The tuning for the violin is a little different? Yeah, it's a little different. So it's uh, played in D major. Um, yeah, maybe because uh, the original um, tune was too, <laughs> even more complicated. <laughs> yeah. And does that make it difficult for you to match the orchestra sound with the, the unusual tuning of the instrument? No, not really. I mean, uh, it brings a lot of brilliance out of the. But I would say also that the orchestration and instrumentation is very special. But that uh, a violin concerto who uses um, uh, cymbals and big drum, you know, this is for that time. I would say uh, I understand it because it's uh, Italian uh, music and they use this kind of um, instrumentation that colors a, a lot. But in a violin concerto, is actually um, not happening uh, very often um, I, and much, much later. I, would, I only can agree what Maria said, this uh, singing element um, is, is enormous important for, this, uh, for the lyric um, and for the bel canto music. And one thing which comes out also, and this is what uh, um, Maria offers a lot, is the rubato playing. That means going forward and going back. Um, you can play this, um, this piece quite square so that it is laid like written. I think this is the most boring thing if you don't do it. But um, with the musicality of Maria, 
Um, it is fun and it's really a pleasure um, that every phrase has, has um, a beginning and has a high point, a climax and, and, and ends somehow. It's so logic what, what Maria is doing. Um, of course it makes the, the, the playing together um, as you can imagine, if you have 70, 80 people uh, in a short time to move suddenly back or wait a little bit, this is something which is enormous uh, challenging. But of course the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra is used to it and, and uh, they are fantastic. And if it's logic like um, um, Maria offers that, I think that uh, then, then it goes. You have to do it for this kind of concert and then I think uh, the audience will enjoy it and love it and will understand also the puteness and deepness of this concert. Did Niccolo Paganini sell his soul to the devil? <laughs> I believe so, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> during I think his so. lifetime. <laughs> the audience thought he did, yes. <laughs> because he was such yeah. a super virtuoso. Amazing and colorful character. Do you have a picture of Niccolo Paganini? Oh, of course, we all, I mean, I was a violinist myself, so, and, and, and we all see this, actually, this, this picture. And, and uh, there's a lot of reports when uh, uh, Paganini came to s different cities in the world and also in Vienna, I think everybody wanted to hear him. He was the, the star, he was, might be the Beatles of the, uh, you know, of, yeah. of, of the 19th, beginning of 19th century. Uh, century. It's, it's, it's such amazing, he must have a fantastic technique. Yeah. And, and, and of course, the Caprice, also the 24 Caprice art, Enormous, challenging. It's it's a must for every uh, violinist. Course, I think. Yeah. Did you play all the twenty four caprice? Yeah, I mean, I think that's very important for your everyday technique. Yeah, I used to play every twenty four caprices, maybe once per week or something for that technique. Yeah. <laughs> so you will have an encore than the twenty four caprice then. All uh, twenty four. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> And you have the instrument in your hand. This is a special instrument, yes? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's um, a violin I know very well. It wasn't easy at the beginning, but it is now very comfortable to play. It's a Niccolo Galliano from a German foundation. And yeah, I chose this violin for Paganini Concerto because it has very warm colors and very, um, a very big variety of colors. So that's very important for um, playing this music. Yeah. Maria, this is your debut at Heinzhal. Please tell us a little bit about you. You were born in Granada. There was Dresden and Vienna and, and Graz. Uh, what shaped you? What do you want the audience to know about your thinking about music? Well, I want the audience to know this whole story. I mean, I'm a Spanish violinist, so um, I think I have this Spanish blood that I always like to show in my music. Um, yeah, but of course, for me it was very important from the beginning to get to know different cultures, not just the Spanish one, but um, the German one and the Austrian one. Um, yeah, I'm very, very inspired now in Vienna because it's such a wonderful city with lots of different um, cultural um, offers. So yeah, for me it's very important, I think for every artist it should be um, a central part of the career to get to know different cities and I'm, yeah, I'm really excited being here for the first time because um, that's al also something I show when I perform. I never perform the same in every city, so for sure, yeah. 
you have already found your way to Carnegie Hall in New York, one of the most famous concert halls in the world, and you're going there in January, I believe, too, I saw on your schedule. Uh, yeah. It must have been exciting. You have a special relationship with Carnegie Hall. I uh, know, so it will be the first time, actually, in January that I will be performing there. Um, yeah, so I'm very excited because, of course, it's one of the um, legends of um, concert halls. So, yeah, I will be there in October as well with the Los Angeles Philharmonic. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to know a new hall. Maestro, more about this program, Deflator Mouse. We have the Explosions Polka. We have Perpetual Motion. There will always be a surprise at the end with the possibility of an encore, maybe the Radetzky March, like the Vienna Philharmonic does. Uh, what would you want to share about the other choices for your program this weekend? Well, the Fledermaus Overture is, um, is a hit, actually. It's the best overture Johann Strauss um, has ever written. I think it is such a great, brilliant music. And um, goes also in the world of Rubato playing. Explosion Polk, um, you will probably uh, understand there will be an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Might be on the, how they did it in earlier times. Uh, we will see. Um, Moto Perpetuo, um, it's, um, we call it Perpetuo Mobili. By the way, Paganini has also written a Perpetuo Mobili. It's um, repeating um, eight bars in a different uh, orchestration. It can be, go on for hours and hours. Of course, I will only three minutes <laughs> <laughs> having uh, this wonderful virtuosic piece. And it was actually also, um, I would say, a, a little bit um, um, composed like that. Uh, we have Paganini, we have a, um, with a, a virtuosic touch, of course, with lyric elements. Um, so Fledermaus is extremely virtuosic. Explosion Polk is virtuosic. Motu Perpetua is very virtuosic as well. Um, and then um, thunder and lightning uh, is um, uh, is the end of the of the official um, uh, program, where of course we have played it uh, uh, once already, but um, it, it, I rehearsed it today. It was was wonderful. You know, they played it so brilliant, and you really nearly feel that it is uh, a thunder and lightning in the Heinzel would say <laughs> somehow. But the encores, uh, we have a tradition here, and, and we might also, if the audience ask for that, um, do Feuerfest and Radetzky Marsch. Uh, if we uh, can, you can imagine that Feuerfest always has something, um, an, uh, an acting a percussionist, Jeremy, will be there and, and, and uh, probably have some some beside playing something to say also. <laughs> you played in the Vienna Philharmonic for the Vienna New Year's Day concert. Is there one January 1st that sticks out in your memory with the special conductor situation? Uh, it's always a phenomenal event. It is actually whoever stands in front of the orchestra, it was always something special, you know. So, of course, I played it um, um, with uh, uh, Claudia Bardo. And, and uh, Lauren Marcel, uh, my predecessor, and um, you know when I watched uh, some uh, concerts uh, with Carlos Kleiber or, or Karajan, it was wonderful. It also reminds me what wonderful atmosphere it was in that day. Um, the only thing what I have to say is uh, I never could. Um, really enjoy uh, the New Year's Eve uh, 
because I have to be prepared for the next concert. So we have to go to sleep a little bit earlier um, 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 so that I, that, I, that everybody's awake, you know, because the <laughs> concert is at 11 o'clock in the morning. And so it's not possible to, uh, to drink till the, till the morning and, and, and uh, have champagne. And I think it is quite hard to play uh, this kind of music when you are drunk, um, <laughs> but uh, so we we had a, a lot enormous discipline uh, nowadays. But it is was enjoying. You know, this uh, even as a viola player, we had a lot of accompanies and and uh, play the rhythm, play the rubato. It's really challenging. It's really difficult to to sometimes you think you can lay back and or enjoy the music. Now you have to be always careful. You was always listening to who is um, what, what kind. Because as Maria also said, we, we always played it differently. You know? If it, the, the day before is not the day after, you know, <laughs> so with the same piece, um, and you would think, okay, it's like this. No, it's not. You know, because we are dependent on the on the mood, and and if the conductor also has some sadly some ideas, uh, we have to follow. And that's quite quite challenging. I think this is more challenging than might be some music which is needs a, 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 a enormous rhythmical clarity um, or the stability in, in a way. You know, so. Maria, I will not be eating the turkey on Thanksgiving. I'm a vegetarian, but I will watch Maestro eat. He loves Thanksgiving. He's really gotten into the spirit. I want to wish you the happiest of Thanksgiving holidays, and I give thanks for the two of you and your amazing art and talent and bringing us such joy this weekend, Friday and Sunday afternoon. Thank you so much for this marvelous conversation. Thank you, Jim. We are enjoying so to much. be here. It was wonderful Thank to you. make music here in Thanksgiving yeah. time. A pleasure.